Hey everybody, welcome back into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It is snap judgments or snappy jays if you're feeling frisky on a Wednesday night as Ohio State gets ready for Arkansas State. The Dire Wolves? Dire Wolves. I don't know, I stole that from Bill Landis earlier. He's right here, that's Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Uh, a, an eclectic group of Buckeyes chatting with the media tonight. So what did we learn, Bill? These guys are like super, super confident in Jim Knowles to like kind of a remarkable degree. I don't, maybe you have no other choice but to buy into the guy who's who's calling the defense, but it felt apparent since he got here, and obviously you feel even better about that after the game they had on Saturday night, but like listening to Ronnie Hickman and Zach Harrison and JT Tuimolowal just talk about how like that 54-yard play gets out on the first play of the game, like they don't care. They just snapped right back in and, and got the stop and held him to a field goal, and, and Zach said, you know, maybe we would have folded on a play like that last year, but they have brought, bought into the scheme. I think they've bought into the aggression of it. I think they like to have a plan, uh, and they trust the guy calling it, which is a huge deal for them because I don't know if they had that at any point last season. We're just Thanks, about, Jerry. We're, we're hydrating post-practice. Oh, no. Oh, Two out of three. It was a great pass. I, I don't want yeah, cocky. to besmirch former coaches. Okay. I think that confidence comes from just the confidence that Jim Knowles gives off, um, and it's not confidence – by itself, it's competence and confidence, and mm. one leading into the other. I think it seems very clear to the guys we talked to on the defense that they buy into Jim Knowles because he's proven to them why what he does works and how it works. And for young kids like this, and that's sometimes I think we forget that these are still relatively young football players, they have to see the proof on the field. And it's easy to see it in the in the film room and show what he did at Oklahoma State, but until it translates here, and now you have that first game to, to play off of, boy, that's that's a really good way to start things. I think there's an interesting part of what Bill said, which is he's the play caller. You don't really have a choice, but you do have a choice, yeah. and you can see which one they make when they play. And for all of the great things that Kerry Combs did for Ohio State, the era of him as a defensive coordinator did not seem to resonate with the players. They would say some of the same things that were said tonight by Zach Harrison and Cameron Brown, JT Tuimolau, and others about how much faith they have in him and, and their ability to communicate, and that's that's fine. There's also a different degree maybe to which they're saying it tonight compared to the last two years, but that stuff winds up being secondary or irrelevant to the way that they play on a Saturday. and. The fact that they, that Zach Harrison, the quote you gave from him about last year we probably would have hung our heads and given up a touchdown, tells you that they didn't have a lot of faith in themselves and the scheme or the play calling or all of the above. Yeah, he said that's six last year. I think is I think is what he said verbatim. Um, I believe him because I I would have <laughs> thought I I thought it was going to be six out there on Saturday night. I was sort of like, here we go again. Um, and I give him credit for, for kind of bowing up there, and, and it starts with my call, I guess, but it's everybody on the defense. I think people probably fed off of my call getting that TFL there after they gave up that big play, but to not hang your head after that happens, because like Jim Knowles took a pretty big gamble. He called a corner blitz on the first play of the game, <laughs> of which the is season. of the season, which is like one, I fully expected him to do something like that, but it was still kind of surprising to actually <laughs> see it happen. And then it goes for 54 yards, like, oh boy, uh, this this could not go well for them. Um, but it did. And I think like him having the guts to call that, I think turned into their confidence to know that they could still stop the drive even after that play got out. Zach Harrison also said, uh, speaking to Michael Hall, that 
the defense feeds off of his energy, and I think that's something that we kind of saw on Saturday night. But it's interesting to hear a senior say that about a guy making his first start. And him and JT Tomalau and Cam Brown all said that Aaron Donald, maybe Aaron Donald. Maybe yeah. Aaron Donald. Add that to your new uh, 2022 season bingo card, folks. Yeah, you're hear Safety-driven defense, competitive stamina. Baby Aaron Donald is the new one. You're going to hear that a lot over the next few months. But I mean, he kinda, BAD bad for short. He kind of looks bad on Saturday night, right? I mean, yeah. and, uh, in a good way. I'm talking like yeah. rip off two helmets and swing them at people bad. You Ooh. know what I mean? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that something that happens if you're full size Aaron Donald? Yeah. I'm just saying he's been should, known to do it. I'm just yeah. saying that we should probably try to decelerate when it comes to hyperbolizing. I'm saying that for the people out there who love when I say hyperbole. Um, <laughs> Or hyperbolic. But uh, here's the deal. America. America. Uh, this was not an American moment. But it is oh, it's now. coming. It is now. Like, he still only played one game. He still only had like 30 snaps in his career. Well, what's interesting, Berman, about this is that we didn't say that he was Aaron Donald. Yeah. Three different Buckeyes did. And that, whether that's an apt comparison or not, that's how they think of what Mike Hall is doing. Yeah, app doesn't matter. It, it is what it is now. I mean, it's now out there. It's in the ether. <laughs> We're not going to slow it down. Yeah. You know? So this team has uh, Aaron Donald yeah. and uh, the best receiver in the history of the program? Correct. What else do they have? What best about, quarterback in the history of the Best program. quarterback in the history of the program. What, what other hyperbolic stuff can we throw out there? <sighs> well, where should we begin? Only Wednesday. First round draft pick after one start. I thought, I thought Jesse Murko punted like Ray Guy on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, Brad Robinson was phenomenal down in that punt inside the 10. I was a little disappointed in him, though. I told him, like, that's your only celebration <laughs> for downing a punt inside there? Like, ooh. He acts like he'd been there. Well, that's right. He, and Drew, Chris, he and Drew Chrisman used to really get after it. <laughs> yeah. Because he's maybe Cam Johnson, too, because he's been here for 55 years. Yeah, and that's when he was, you know, 19 years old. Yeah. This is seven years later. Okay. That makes he's sense. He's a doctor now. That makes sense. Um, uh, where else should we go? The the offensive line situation. We saw Luke Whipler walking off the practice field. We did not get to watch practice, but he did not have a boot on. He didn't seem to have any issues moving around. I think Luke Whipler, if they have to play him, which they don't against the Dire Wolves, um, <laughs> will be able to. The fascinating part about this discussion where, you know, Bill, we've talked about, does Matt Jones slide to center, Enoch Vimahi come in, or Jacob James, like, there's a little bit of a complication there with Matt Jones also being in- a little bit injured. He had on a shoe tonight on his right foot that was about seven sizes too yeah. big for his feet, and he did have to come out of that game. We saw them shuffling. That's why Enoch Vamahi got in the game. So some of this ne- this week and next is going to be more experimentation than I might have thought just because you have to get through the next two weeks to get to Wisconsin fully healthy, and this team – got through training camp about as well as it could have expected and played a very physical game on Saturday night that is taking a little bit of a toll. Nothing serious, nothing long-term, but th- some things that require a little bit of monitoring. Yeah, I mean, it's a physical game to open the season. That kind of stuff happens. Like, the fact that they're out here, they're wearing pads, it seemed like they practiced some. Even Matthew Jones was asked today, have you been getting work at center? Because if, if Luke doesn't play, he said yes. So, like, clearly he's still doing things, but there is a complicated balance there, I guess. Like, I... Their first five will probably be their first five. Maybe Luke doesn't play, but but I think like I don't think they're going to start like Jacob James he against Arkansas State. Like but a kid walking off the field, yeah. Today, and I mean, you can only take so much away from that. But he looked like someone who would be able to play. Same for Jackson Smith and Jigba, which is what we thought on Tuesday that if it was a game that he had to play, he probably could 
Now, as you said, that balance of like, is it worth it? Right. Or is it an opportunity to get some of these other guys some reps they may not get once Big Ten play starts? Because this is a fairly tough, in, you know, conference schedule for Ohio State this year with the guys with teams are playing. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you have a lot of the also Rams from the west the western side of, of the league um, <laughs> that you're dealing with. So look out for Iowa, folks. Hey, you got Northwestern Iowa. Those Honestly, are- the three teams are playing. Who's the worst team? It's <laughs> Iowa. Yeah, those are who those, saw that. Those are three very <laughs> tough. Those are three hard nosed teams from the yeah, western yeah, side. Yeah. Um, so you know you're going to have physical games with those teams. So I think you need the uh, Arkansas State Direwolves and the Toledo. Um, satellites. Mud hens. <laughs> I love the mud hens. But anyway, go hens. Um, go birds. <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm just saying, like, you need to yeah. take these two weeks to get these guys some reps. So I, I wouldn't play them, but I think the encouraging thing. You I wouldn't play them at all? Are you talking about you need I the starters? I wouldn't play them this week. Okay. okay. I, I think especially Jackson has to play against Toledo. Just to get some. Just to kind of get into the Get back in the flow. Yeah. What else, Bill? Matthew Jones, another thing that he said was they were lobbying to run the football. Really? Uh, which, like, a offensive lot, a lot of A lot of people were. <laughs> <laughs> I think at one point during that game. Uh, I don't think it was like, uh, you know, they were screaming at each other in the locker room, like, what are we doing? Why aren't we running the football? But I, I think it speaks to the confidence that that group has and is continuing to develop. I'm really sort of on alert for whether or not that f- second half and fourth quarter in particular was a springboard for this offensive line because that looked like some of the old Ohio State teams that we've covered here where it's just like they they beat the will out of a team and, and by the fourth quarter they can't hang with them and, and it wasn't like they were doing it to Rutgers or Maryland they were doing it to a really good Notre Dame defense so it's a confidence builder for sure but I, I'm curious to see how it can carry throughout the season for them because it's just not a, a, physical, a, a physicality that yeah. they had last year. I think that that part is I feel like a little bit like Bill is seeping into my brain with mm. wanting to watch the offensive line this week and more so than ever, A, because I think that Luke Whippler and Matthew Jones don't need to play a lot and we've had questions about what the sixth, seventh guy, you know, guys in would be, but also because, you know, Justin Fry, Mike Salini have done a really good job developing this unit, in my opinion, and getting them going in a hurry to what they did in the third and fourth quarters of that game where I talked to some people involved with that line and they were like they tapped out Notre Dame tapped out in that game and that's what they were hoping would happen and if they can continue to do that to teams wear them down early you're going to see you know most teams are not going to be able to last a 60 minute game against that unit that doesn't necessarily apply for this week but if you have situations where Luke Quippler is out for a play or two or Matthew Jones has this Saturday was not the first time that he had felt some pain there in that right foot uh, I know that for sure. You know, you're going to have ish- times where the sixth and seventh and eighth guys are going to have to come into the game for this team. Are they going to be able to match that level where you get the opponents to tap out? Not really sure why Notre Dame wanted to talk after this game about how if they played again, uh, we all know that the outcome would be different. I don't understand how that could possibly be the case <laughs> uh, because the longer that game went, the worse it was going to be for Notre Dame. But I, I see an offensive line that is developing into something scary. And if they can corral some of that, especially with cleaning up the penalties and going tempo with DeWan Jones, that's that's a terrifying proposition. It is, and I think the more, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up anyone's butt here, but I think what we saw on Saturday night was also not just the development and growth of the offensive line, but it was a development moment for Ryan Day as a coach, because he had to know 
going into halftime that he had to dial back what he wanted to do in his brain. Like, Ryan Day wants to throw the football. He wants to get aggressive. And I think that it says something about him that he went into the third quarter saying, we need to just power this game and, and run it. And I don't think that's what he wants to do in his heart. I think he realized, I have to do this to win this game. And for a young coach, and I think we sort of forget, this is still a 43-year-old head coach who's been a head coach at one place mm-hmm. in his life and, and for two and a half seasons, really. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of these things that he's still learning, and I think that Saturday was a growth moment for him to know that when the offensive line is lobbying him in that moment to say, you know what, guys, I'm going to give you the opportunity because I don't think two years ago, I mean, we saw it in the Northwestern game. Like, we've talked about that all week, but yeah. that was a moment where, like, wow, I mean, Trey Sherman was literally <laughs> running for 50 yards of play at that point. <laughs> yeah. This Saturday night was not that. It was that not was that. ground and pound. Yeah. This was a different thing. And to not immediately revert back to what he's comfortable with, uh, I thought was a, a growth moment for Ryan Day. And so I think that's a positive for Ohio State. I, the more I think about it, he joked on Tuesday about whether or not they'd want to have this type of game as the season opener again. It's so good for this team to have that game behind them right now and, and learning from it. So, I mean, we should talk about Arkansas State, right? They played them on Saturday, but no one asked they do? any question about Arkansas State the whole night. Did they? Why would we? They're 44-point uh, underdogs. I know somebody asked if the Arkansas State tape had been watched. Had it? It had. I'm assuming so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they still watch film wow. of their opponents around here. So By Wednesday, good. though? Like, yeah. Why not just do it right before the game? Yeah, Matt, that's what I do. Matt Jones did say that, uh, you know, they're a pretty aggressive run defense team, which is like a nice thing to say, but... Arkansas State was dead last in the country last year in rushing defense. They, gave up, they weren't doing it aggressively. They gave up almost seven yards a carry last year. Aggressively bad. Over the course of an entire season. Yeah, I mean, so maybe that's why we shouldn't ask questions about 44-point underdogs because what else are they going to say? They're not going to be like, those guys suck. We don't even know what their name is. They didn't even put Arkansas State on the board. Remember Tuesday when CJ Shaw was that's like, That's how stark. playing some real bums. <laughs> that, uh, Butch Jones is the coach. Yeah. Brian Sneed is the running back. James Blackman, the quarterback, was at Florida State. These are they've the, got a bunch of P five transfers. Their their other tailback outside of Brian Sneed was an Iowa State transfer. They've got guys that played at Power Five for sure. Year. They're okay. not going to beat Ohio State, but I, you can't be surprised if they come out and hit a, a big play or something like that. They got athletic dudes. You wanted to talk about Arkansas State on a night when Cameron Brown gave That's an right interview. Mm. I want you guys to really deep dive into the powers that are Butch Jones. Champions of life, right? Guess what? He doesn't really have any. You think he's going to bring his trash can back to the sideline? <laughs> brick by brick. Did you see all the garbage that was outside of Ohio Stadium on Saturday? There was a lot of garbage. I, wonder, I sure hope. I wonder what number team he's got for Arkansas State this year. Team 122. They've been playing football that long down there. So Jonesboro. What did you get out of Cam out of Cam Brown tonight, Austin? What I know that's a conversation you've been waiting yeah. to have. Yeah. What did you take? That's if you didn't have it multiple times huh. already this yeah. week. Yeah. What did you get out of that? I wanted him to say it out loud that he was going to intercept the ball. We got the offensive pass interference. And he did. And I knew he would. But I just wanted the people to know it. Because he also probably would have taken it back for an interception, and my bold prediction would have been right. Yeah. Here's the weird thing. Okay, he's been confident. Let me say it, Brian. This is why I took away. There was he got agitated midway through camp that we were saying he was still on a pitch count. I was alone, I guess. I was the only one saying it. And there was a perception that he was still dealing with injury, still concerned about injury. Ohio State was going to put him in, in some of that Bill Landis bubble wrap to That's make right. sure that he's safe so that he can get through a season. And midway through camp, he was fully done with that. 
He was not thinking about the injuries that had happened in the past, that the next thing could go wrong at any moment. And once that part was out of him mentally, the physical stuff from him has never been in question. He's one of the most gifted athletes that you're going to see. And he's fast. He's strong. He can jump. He can draw offensive pass interferences that negate pick sixes that were surely going the other way. That's why he was committed to Nebraska. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. He's a <laughs> he is a player that can elevate this elevate the ceiling for this defense. Uh, I know that he's sick and tired of hearing people talk about his injuries, so I made sure to ask him about his injury <laughs> tonight. And I said, Cam, you know how important is it for you to just get through a game? And feels the same way leaving it as you did coming into it. And, he, and to your point, he said it was huge. Like, that that's what he's been waiting for. <clears throat> and I think that just in general tonight, Wednesday night's biggest takeaway is that Bill got to talk to Donovan Jackson, and you got to talk to Cam Brown, and what about me? <laughs> you had a moment with Cam uh, Martinez over here. I saw that. Well, that's what I have to do. I have to try to sneak moments. <laughs> Come on, America. I'm done. Emeka, Emeka was over there. I'm done. That's not good that. enough. Did uh, Oh, I did ask Emeka about the punt return versus kick return stuff that you guys were talking oh, about good. on the podcast daily. Uh, and because that's what we're doing now, we're we're circling back yeah. discussions. It's called a callback. Yeah. And he said there is a big difference yeah. between kick returns and punt returns, but he said that specifically in that game because the first punt went like 21 yards and the second one went like 32 yards, he said, I'm going to move up. Uh, and then the next two got rocketed over his head. So <laughs> he said, you know, he'll adjust on Saturday. So Good. It is oh, apparently so he, his he, expectation that he still he's still going to be Saturday. the punt returner on Saturday. Okay, well, well that's, that's the real news right there. And so did you have to, like, what did you tell Cameron? Like, you're going to get your chance? Like, it's going to come? Get your, you're going to get reps. Get reps. Make them count, man. Okay, that's he, good. Did uh, Cameron Brown say what he said to Michael Mayer? Uh, when Michael Mayer was prone on the ground? Did not <laughs> reveal the specifics of that. It's not... It's, we, we can say whatever the hell we want, but that doesn't mean that Cameron Brown is allowed to your into the microphone. Your offense is a wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's exactly what he said. He... Cam... Cam Brown's a big John Mayer fan, so he Huge. made that connection right away. Um, clearly, we're done here. This, this Wednesday night version of Snap Judgments here's ahead a, here's of... Here's a question for you, America. Oh. Uh, in the comments tonight, can you comment your favorite John Mayer song, please? Uh, and CC it to Austin on Twitter with the YouTube link to the video. What if they like deep cuts that don't have videos? Uh, every John Mayer song has a video. Someone's recorded it live from a concert. Sweet. Well, I'll be looking forward What's to adding that to John Mayer song. Um, I know yours because I hear it all the time. Oh, that one is pretty good. That's <laughs> not my all-time favorite. Which one's that? In the Blood. In the Blood is one of the best. Is one of the best. But my favorite is is Comfortable. It's like one of the best love songs ever written. <clears throat> it's sad. My favorite John Mayer song is Something's Missing, and the live versions are incredible. So uh, it's not. Bill, I do not have one. Really. <laughs> He is lying. No, I don't. I honestly. Why do you want them to send it to me when he's pretending like he doesn't like John Mayer? Okay, America. I honestly can't. I've never heard of either of those two songs. The only John Mayer song I could think of is Daughters. <laughs> I don't listen to him, but he is an excellent guitar player. Uh, I also would put Edge of Desire is probably in that top three or four John Mayer songs. Hmm. Heartbreak Warfare's got to be in that top five. <laughs> you guys are huge <laughs> John Mayer heads. I celebrate what you guys is entire happening? library. What is happening? Whoops, I thought we were done, America. <laughs> I celebrate the guy's entire catalog. For sure. yeah. And now we are officially done with some Snappy Jays on a Wednesday. You can tell we're ready for Arkansas State and Ohio State <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, the good vibes are flowing out here. That's Bill Burham. I'm Austin. See you tomorrow.